was it yours? I don't know that I'm any smarter from drinking it, but let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for humor. We thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, your word to us today that um, it, go it goes deeper. It goes into what we, um, we are commanded to do, what we are asked to do to bring uh, peace and justice into this world. Let me fall into the background. Use me as your vessel, Lord, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Last uh, Sunday... I had the privilege of going to a uh, Black Baptist church, and I'd always wanted to go to one, um, but I, because I'm here for both services, I, I don't really have the opportunity to do that. And um, I, on my own, I probably was a little intimidated to, to go, um, but I have a class that's called Theology and Practice of Worship, and we are asked to uh, go to a church that is not of our faith tradition. And uh, I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity to experience a, a, a black Baptist church. Has any ever, anybody ever been to one? Oh, wow, quite a few. There are quite a few at the nine also. Perfect. So you know what I'm talking about. And um, quite frankly, and I'm going to be honest here, I, don't, I hope I don't ruffle any feathers, but um, I was nervous because... Um, it, it, it's a uh, tradition that I, that I don't know, um, and I think the way I was feeling walking in, even leaving the house to go, I'm thinking, am I dressed correctly? Am I presenting myself okay? Um, and w when I got there, I was, uh, I was nervous about how I would be received, quite frankly, because of um, being a white woman, and I just didn't know. Um, it, it gave me pause for thought, as an aside, it gave me pause for thought, and I talked to Pastor Johnson about this, that it reminded me of how people who walk in here for the first time must feel. The deer in the headlights wondering how they're going to be received, what it's going to be like, is anybody going to say hi to them, um, and, and how uh, we, we, should, we should welcome all, and we do. I feel like we, we are a great welcoming uh, church. So I got in there, and people were wonderful. Uh, they, they smiled, and they said, good morning. Uh, and I took my seat, and like any church, I was scared, uh, wondering if I was taking somebody's seat, and um, you know how it goes. And so I take my seat toward the back, and um, let me tell you something. This church, it is uh, not an arena, but it's a large church, and it has pews that go around. They curve around, come here, and then curve around there. And it was packed. It looked, it was packed. Uh, there were a few seats left that you could, you could go to. And just like us, they come in fashionably late. So I think that's a thing across the board. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but but um, don't get me after the service for saying that. But, um, but when I walked in, it was not quiet. It was not quiet. I know Pastor Johnson was talking about uh, uh, quietness and where, where we should not be quiet in, in the worship. And it was not quiet, and it was spirit-filled. And uh, as it, those of you who have been to one, you understand this. There was a brass band uh, uh, playing, and it was, a, it was soft music that was uh, a familiar, uh, comforting uh, hymn that they were playing. And I sat and I, I wanted to take notes on my phone. 
but I didn't want to look like I'm, taking, like I'm hanging out with my phone while I'm in there. I, I wanted them to know that I was here seriously and that I wanted to worship them, not be hanging out on my phone. Um, and so I didn't take notes, and I'm, I'm thinking this from, from memory, and I better get it written down because I have a paper due next week about this experience. Uh, so I, I, um, everyone is joyful and um, cutting to the chase. When the, pre, when the pastor gets up to speak, there's a certain rhythm of, of the sermon. There's a certain rhythm of, of preaching. And the pastor started out in what I consider normal speaking of, uh, of a sermon. Then he got into a different rhythm of this, where, it, where it's kind of, um, it's a rhythm, it's, it's musical. And every now and then the organ would punctuate things that he was saying. And it's incredible. Yeah, I see the, I see the nodding. And it's incredible. And people, most people uh, were not in their seats for much of that sermon. They're up and they're clapping and they are rejoicing. And they're saying amen. And if they sat down, then the, uh, the pastor would say things. And it was, inc it was an incredible sermon. Um, every, every now and then he would say, can I get an amen? And people would get up and go, amen and amen. And they're joyful and you can't help but get, uh, you can't help but get involved in it. You can't help but, um, but feel that joy and feel what they're, what they're experiencing as well. It was wonderful. Um, when we, uh, part of what, what, uh, the pastor was talking about, um, and, and again, I, I want to say that I'm in their space. I'm in their territory. I'm in their space. This is a space where they should feel free to speak how they want to speak, to, to come together to talk about what they experience as, as a black community. So th uh, part of the preaching was, was them, was the pastor talking about how the world is still Eurocentric, it is still white-centric. And at first, I felt convicted. I, it, it, I went, oh, and I didn't feel insulted because this, again, is their reality. This is their reality, and they are allowed that space to, to be able to enunciate that, to speak that, to, to uh, not have judgment about how they are expressing what their lives are like. One of the announcements was uh, a, a, a young ministry, a young, a young boys ministry. I think it was like the ages of nine to 12, maybe even a little bit younger, maybe eight to uh, 11. And one of the things that struck me was they were talking about the uh, young, they called it the young black boy uh, ministry. And the big thing is they said that once they're in that, in that uh, age frame, once they get out of that age frame, the world begins to tell them, you are not good enough. You are nothing. You'll never be good enough. And I can't argue that because I don't know what, that, what their lives are like on a daily basis. But I trust that that is their experience and how sad that is. And that how this ministry has to get them at a certain point or they're, in general, statistically speaking, lost. Lost from the church and lost from knowing their worth. 
And being in that uh, made me realize, and, and I was so honored to be in that space to, to hear what that injustice is. They're talking about the injustice of, of the world today. In this message, Isaiah um, is, is the prophet Isaiah is speaking about Israel and the injustice that they have endured. The, um, the, uh, uh, when their temple was destroyed, the oppression that they were going through in exile. Now imagine how, how serious this temple destroying is. Imagine if Mount Hope was the only thing we had. It's where we come for community. It's where we come to, uh, to fellowship. It, we, we break bread together, and it's all we have in this community. It is, it is our lives, except for just going home. That is what the temple was back in those days. So to have it destroyed was a slap in the face, and it, it, it took away their life. It took away the way they remember living. So they are under oppression, they are attacked. And God is saying to his angels, sending the heavenly message in the heavenly realm, saying to his angels, I need you to declare comfort to my people. I need you to go to the people and comfort them. There are words of comfort and peace the proclamation to prepare for the Lord. There is good news through the turmoil that Israel has been experiencing. Look at the, uh, the words, behold, the Lord comes with might and he will gather lambs in his arms and he will carry them into his bosom, gently leading those. That he is coming to Israel to comfort we are to come to those marginalized who are facing injustice to bring that peace, to bring that just peace, to bring comfort to them, to reach out in the love of Christ, to reach out to the marginalized, to those who are uh, told that they're not good enough, to those that society looks down on because maybe they're not dressed right, maybe they don't look a certain way. Bring comfort to those reaching out in God's glory to bring that peace into this world. We have bread of life, and, I, and, and if, you, if you have not uh, volunteered for bread of life, and almost all of you have, it is a wonderful experience of seeing the love that happens, to see the joy on the face of those coming in to get their groceries, to get some clothing, and that, that moment of joy that they have, even when the rest of their world is kind of falling apart, even the stories that we hear makes, uh, makes my hair curl. The stories that we hear, I don't know how they do it sometimes. But they have joy, they have, they have love, they have comfort, they have peace, they have justice when they walk into Mount Hope because we're able to reach out in the love of God, because we're able to do within the limitations that we have, be able to reach out with food, with, with, with groceries, with extra food during the holidays, turkeys, everything that they need. And to be able to comfort them, to bring them peace, to bring them justice in, that, in the time that we have, in what we can give them. 
reaching out in justice for this world, reaching out in peace for those who are marginalized, for those who, who society is saying, uh, yeah, um, we're not sure that we want to be around you. If whatever they are being told, whatever they are being told that they're not good enough and we're able to reach out, we're able to comfort them. We're able to show them that the Lord holds them in his bosom. The Lord is, is comforting them and bringing peace just as the angels were sent out from the heavenly realm with the command to comfort, to bring peace, to bring justice to Israel from all that they have been through. It is a, it's a magnificent experience. And maybe, some, maybe uh, there are some that don't agree that oh, um, certain people have enough, certain people. But when you're in their, in their space, in their space where they are allowed to express and they should be allowed to express what is going on, what their reality is, how can we ignore? How can we ignore that just peace? How can we ignore the justice reaching out Reaching out to show them, yes, you are good enough. Yes, you are, you are a child of God. You are a child of God and you matter. And the fact that there has to be a separate ministry in order to convince uh, the, the little black boys that you do matter is something that uh, it, it struck me. It struck me and it opened my eyes. And I can't wait to write this paper. And it's only supposed to be four pages. And I feel like I could go to 12. Are we able this Christmas, this uh, Advent season in our waiting to reflect and to not be quiet about justice, to not be quiet when things are going on in our communities, not even the greater world, but in our communities with marginalized, where, where we see the injustice, how can we reach out in the love how can we stop that how can we how can we increase the just and the love in this world how are we able to do this by not being silent about things by 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 proclaiming amen lord i hear you amen 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 as those in that church would do up on our out of our pews clapping our hands making the noise uttering all the utterances that we need to because of how other, say, uh, other uh, the brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters in other ethnicities, in, in other races, in other cultures are living. Are we able to reflect on that this Advent season and not be quiet in reaching out? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us today. Help us open the doors where we are able to reach out to comfort your people as Israel was comforted, to show the love, to hold them close in the love of Christ, that we can find a way, no matter what, no matter the darkness in the world, that we shout amen, that we shout yes, Lord. Use me in Jesus' name. Amen.